0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday, April 21st, 2023. Today's episode 220. Very exciting, very exciting conversation we're going to have. It's all about kind of posing the question, does God really use everything? Like, does he really use everything? I know you guys have heard me say God doesn't waste anything, but we're really going to dive into this conversation. Um, We also want to hear your thoughts. Feel free to ask questions, pose, um, you know, your own thoughts or examples of God using uh, as we're talking and uh, different examples that you may may come to mind for you. Uh, We want to see those in the comments as well. It's going to be a great conversation, you guys. I think it's going to bring a lot of healing and freedom to a lot of people as well. I've been feeling that all day, Um, actually all week, because Gracie and I talked earlier in the week um, about this topic, and I was just like, yeah, boom, this is going to be solid. So uh, just a reminder to everybody that starting this upcoming Monday, uh, which is April 24th, we are going down to three days a week for the next two consecutive weeks. Um, because uh, the Elijah Fire Team, the Elijah Streams Team, and most of the Elijah lists are going to be in Israel, in the Holy Land. Cannot wait! My first time going to Israel. Uh, I'm very expectant and very excited. My wife and I are both just like, oh, dude, "Let's go! Let's go!" Um, we both, you know, traveled a lot in our, um, in our 20s, internationally. And so we're both we both have been eager to leave the country, guys. So I'm I'm very excited. And so is Lauren. We're going to have lots of cool stories to tell. Hopefully we'll have some time to maybe post a couple of things on our social media, Elijah Fire social media. Um, So yeah, very exciting. Very exciting. But then we're on Monday, May 8th. We're back at five days a week and we're going to hit the ground running. Got a lot of exciting things planned. We're exploring a lot of new ideas for the show. Um, You know, I always say variety is the spice of life. So we got some cool ideas we're throwing around. So more on that later. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure to follow us, Elijah Fire Podcast, rate it in the app, rate it in whatever app you're listening to this. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. All right. So my guest today, she's a children's book author. She is also the founder of Miss Wright Publishing Limited. Let's give it up for my guest today, Gracie Wright. Gracie Wright, hello. Hello.
2: Yeah, Welcome back hey. on
1: Elijah Fire.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having mm-hmm. me. You are
1: growing vegetables in your garden right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is yeah. something to learn a lot about oh, everything.
1: I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure plenty of, of people have plenty of tips and recommendations for you. This I'm this not the person this. to do that. I was joking. He said <laughs> the, only, the only thing I've ever grown was Thai basil, uh, which was delicious, but. It can
2: be yeah, hard for some so yeah. yes yeah well i'm so. learning so much you know it's 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 so biblical isn't it you know this uh-huh. we plant the rocky soil the kinds of soil we use i mean honestly god is speaking to me and my husband through this and our daughter of just how things grow and with light and needing extra light to 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 encourage them to grow and you're just thinking wow isn't this god Mm. isn't this how he teaches us how he uses everything even the gardening even uh-huh. like in these beautiful moments when you think i really should be reading my bible or i really should be you know going out on the street and ministering to people and i'm like in the garden and god is just talking to me through the wind through the soil through the plants growing And my daughter's like wow mm-hmm. wow, look at that anyway <laughs> that's what we have been doing yeah, learning- i love
1: that though about god that it's like No matter what you're doing, I, you know, cause I've been, um, you know, really, uh, I used to be really into fitness and then there was like a period of time where I was like kind of into it, but then like, you know, life happens and then, um, it just was, you know, it suddenly became on the back burner, but within the past year and some change, really getting back into it, realizing how much I love it, but also like how much processing can be done and how much how near I actually feel feel God in those times when you're doing something that's not spiritual, right? We take yeah. these things and we put them into these camps of sacred and secular, you know, or sacred and non, not sacred. Um, when it's all intertwined and God really truly does desire to be completely involved in lives. Everything. And he's always surprising me. I'm like, really? you know, I'm always surprised when I get like some crazy revelation doing something that Even in my subconscious, I may look at as not sacred, not God speaking to me during this time, you know. And He does movies,
2: you
0: know.
2: Sometimes me and my husband will offer. We, um, I went through a whole season of of the Lord asking me not to watch movies. I'm sure many people Mm -hmm. have been through this. Cut out um, all music. It was amazing, and really just tune into like the sound of heaven, the sound of his voice, the whisper. Um, and it was a sacred time where he was using nature to to talk to me. I mean, they, like butterflies were landing on my hand. On scripture, I asked the Lord to ask, what shall I read? I mean, this was happening. Deer would pause in the road and they would not move. They would just stay. Okay, was-
1: but with you, I do believe that that, that would happen. You just have that. I don't care about you.
2: <laughs> it was so incredible. But yeah. in this time he'd asked me to close down all the, the movies and everything. And so mm-hmm. he was using nature, and it was it was just phenomenal the way he was using all these beautiful parts of everything he had created to speak to me. And then later on, you know, a few years later, I felt I was allowed to watch movies again. I do not want to be religious about it, but it was just my journey. And then I'd say, okay, Lord, so here's the movie night, right? Now, show me what you need me to watch. What is going to fill my spirit? What is going to help somebody else? Like, you know when you watch a movie and then you recommend it to someone because it would really help them? And um, so I think when I think of God using everything, what I've tried and to be intentional with is this. Like those those small things, you know, movie night. God speaking through the movie, God healing my heart for something, maybe disappointment, Mm -hmm. and seeing this hope in the movie of an inspirational story of somebody else, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah. I just love, I just love how God does that. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So, what has been your process of walking this out? Because it's not, I mean, maybe for some people, this is kind of like one of those things that they always always grabbed a hold of they've always known yeah of course god uses everything and he has since i was yeah. a little kid and could hear his voice you know but not everybody is like that and i know it wasn't like that for me uh but uh, what was there a moment or a series of moment for you that you began to realize this or were you one of those people that have always just been like yeah of course god uses it." that is
2: a great question and i i love this question because the honest answer is I was not like that. I, I did not think God used everything. Um, you know, really before I had a, a close relationship with God, I was I was really feeling like everything was falling apart in my life. And so, and it just felt like I was always making bad choices and just like that God really wasn't there at all, you know. And so, and I would think in that mindset, oh, it's impossible for God to use this. It's impossible for God to use me. Do you know how much of a mess I am and the way I think and how poisonous my thoughts are? You know, I used to have, this is really weird that I'm going to share this with everybody, but I kind mm. of feel to, right? Okay. In this moment, Um, I used to have a diary before I gave, so I grew up in a Christian home, mm-hmm. wonderful parents, was hit by a car, had brain injury, stuff going on. So in my teens, I was I was just, that is a big thing to go through. That's a very traumatic thing to go through. In
1: devastating.
2: Your, in your brain, right? Lose yes. your identity. In, so I'm just setting the stage because I lost my identity in a split second. And then you have teenage years and hormones and all the stuff that every other teenager has. And that's my kind of, that's the where I was. And I went so inward and in my own head about everything. And it really wasn't, because I, I hadn't looked at God as like my friend and I looked at God more like, oh, well, God obviously doesn't love me because I've been here by a car and my best friend died. And I would just list the, the pain I was going through, which I'm sure lots of people do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just so I was in this self. It's a self-destructive place. It's in the place that you just believe as you and the lies get bigger and the weight gets more. And the enemy is like, I found a way in. I'm going to keep, you know, I'm just going to keep speaking to you because this okay. has got you, you know. And um, so I used to write in my diary every day, don't eat. You're too fat. You're a waste of space. Nobody likes you. I, I would swear, like I would use, just swear at myself in my personal diary every single day and it was like i didn't grow up in a house like this i didn't grow up with swearing you know and i was just like so poisonous to myself just throwing this hate and like how could i help anyone because i was so worthless Mm. and once you've built your case it's very hard to come out of it
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Unless yeah. you have Jesus crash in. And people can say they love you, and you're like, no, you don't. Or you could say, <laughs> how could you love me? How could you love this? You don't know what I say about myself. You don't yeah. know what I am in my heart. And um, And I think, you know, how God was, you know, when you say how God uses everything, I could not imagine in that moment that god could use me for anything nothing Mm -hmm. so you know i'm i'm sure there's other people are there anyone else out there that feel like you know they've been through that where god can't use them or
1: oh absolutely gracie yeah (laughs) yeah even down to like some of the things that you said to yourself your waste of space things like that Mm -hmm. absolutely and those are lies that satan comes in and says and it's like It's interesting because it's, even if you have, like, a, even if you're, like, it, as was the case with me, a spirit filled Christian. Yeah. And yet, Satan came in and said these things to me. And at first, it was kind of like one of those things where you're like, like, whatever. No, mm-hmm. I'm not. That's whatever it is, whatever lie it is. But then he does it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And, and because I didn't, at the time, and at that time in my life, I was, I wasn't viewing God's presence as an essential. I mean, I would spend time in his presence, but it wasn't an essential for me. It was like an accessory, you know? Oh yeah, okay, I'll spend time in God's presence today. Um, And I also had a very just linear view of what we're talking about, about God using everything. And you know, we kind of talked about you know a little bit ago about how God can use multiple different things and it can surprise you how God will speak to you. I definitely didn't think that way at the time. And so as a result, that mm-hmm. lie, it was like one of those, like kind of like a death by a thousand cuts kind of a thing yeah. where it was like one little thing. And I was like, that's manageable. Yes. Satan does it again. You're like, that's manageable. And then, but by the, the, you know, umpteenth time, suddenly it's like, you realize you've formed this new way of thinking because wow. I didn't combat it because there was a part of me that believed a lie in the past mm-hmm. that opened the door for Satan to be able to say this lie to me. To where it was like it it linked up with that lie I believed in the past about myself, and suddenly it was like, in my heart, I believed that it was true. You know, so
2: it's so true. And I had um, a lovely friend who has a, a com a, her company is called I'm so many things, and just Google them, guys. It's just it's so life affirming. I'm so many things. I'm so many things. I am and so many things. I'm saying this because she posted something on Instagram the other day, and I just love her. She's just so English and straight to the point. And um, she just said, would you let um, anybody walk into your house? Like, just anybody. And she's like, you wouldn't, would you? No, you wouldn't. And why do we let any thoughts just come into our mind and nest in our hair?
1: Mm,
2: Why do we do that? And she's, you know, she just talks about that why do we tolerate thoughts and they come in and she's talking she just mentioned like how many hundreds of thousands of thoughts we think a day or i can't remember the exact number but it was extreme it was just like and they're just wafting in and out and i know who is who is taking um charge of this and that is part of like the deep hopelessness that we allow ourselves to fall into when when these things just keep coming in and we don't say hey jesus said I am to capture every single uh-huh, thought. This is what Jesus says. This is in my Bible. Capture these thoughts and release them. You know, and that's our responsibility. You know, it's, it's actually our responsibility. We can be in love with Jesus and, and just filled with the Lord. And obviously we'll probably have really beautiful thoughts. However, if we don't take possession authority over these thoughts and get rid of them but well, I think they just keep coming and then I think there is a you know when you've been in that beautiful flow in your mind when your thoughts are clearer you you're in that pattern you you know you, when you you know you go to bed and you're like search my heart lord and if there's any wicked way in me show me because I need to know Mm-hmm. before anyone else knows
1: <laughs> yeah please before anybody else knows <laughs> right?
2: because these are all gonna be like you know i mean it's kind of coming off track a of bit but it, i feel like it's all aligned to like the lies that come in like so you're in this desperate situation like can the lord use me i'm my my thoughts are everywhere they're not holy mm-hmm. you know
1: yeah and well well, Gracie, t- when we were talking on the phone, you were telling me an interesting story that happened, I believe it was the other day. Yeah, it was we're just
2: talking- before you called. Yeah, yeah so it tell was-
1: people about that, because it's really, it, I mean, it's cool.
2: It was such a lovely, lovely moment, everyone. It was just like, um, it was so, so wonderful. I think, like sometimes I'm just, yeah, I'm just very normal. I'm completely imperfect, and I think I'll have those things. Like, is God using me for what He needs to use me right now? And I think in that morning, I'd been like, "Lord, am I in the place You need me to be? Are You using me right now the way? But have I submitted fully my life to You today?" And so, these, this is just where I was, and I invited a friend round. And who I don't know awfully well, but we're becoming friends. And um, we were just talking and we had coffee and it was just lovely. And the birds are singing and it's very ambient here in the woods and it's very peaceful. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm listening. And then just, we're literally talking about stuff. I don't know if it was holy. I don't really, can't remember all the details. And then she just starts weeping. Wow. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. You are doing something. I just say yes to whatever you're doing. And she's like, the tone of your voice is healing my heart. Mm. Uh And I was like, wow. I did not expect her to say that. I was like, wow. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, that in this moment of what could just be like me being distracted almost, you know, and having a friend over and having a coffee instead of working, my friend is being healed through the tone of my voice, and her heart is being healed, and she said specifically, she said, from broken relationships, with women. Wow. And I we're not talking about that and so and then I'm just like, oh lord, you do use everything. <laughs> I cuz it wasn't like a drama. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying like how I think sometimes we associate God using everything like with a drama that's going on and then he turns it it turns around and he uses it in in whatever wonderful way he will do that. But this is just in conversation
0: Hmm.
2: like we're talking right now and so i just yeah i just bless everybody who's listening that that will be a testimony for you that as we're speaking that your heart will be healed for whatever it needs healing for
1: well what's interesting gracie is that i i was joking with you uh on the phone because i said uh, you know, I've I've said, uh, I think my wife and I were talking or something and I was like, I swear I could hear that woman read the phone book. Like there is an anointing on your voice. And that was a confirmation of it because yes, obviously you do sing. So there's that mm-hmm. element. But based off of what you've walked through and the revelations you have received about who Jesus really is, mm-hmm. because of that personal revelation, there's also a measure of anointing on that as well. And so Um, I think that there is that element to it as well, you know, where it's, it's like there, there is an undeniable fact of that on your voice.
0: Thanks for listening. The Elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner. Visit Elijah fire.com slash give.
2: Thank you. And I, I think that for me, it was like such a reminder and I needed that reminder Jeff. like in that morning, I needed to be reminded of that for me too so it's like that back and forth like how god does that he's like talking to my heart through mm-hmm. her and, and vice versa it's never like a one-way thing you can never out god mm-hmm. you know what i mean he when some sometimes you feel like oh that person didn't pray for me or well jesus is praying for you every day mm-hmm. he is interceding for you every day and like when it's like a shift in your mind when you get that you're like
0: wow
2: hmm. that is so cool i mean it's huge
1: yeah absolutely
2: and, and i'd also like to say that something that has been really attacked in my life is my voice
1: well so, fancy that well no surprise
2: there. no surprise and yeah. you, like the you can't make it up like you just right. you, like laughing like not being able to speak laughing because I'd go to sing and I'm like, I just would lose my voice suddenly. I'd be like, are you kidding me? This is so funny. Like I have to just laugh about this because my voice is such a threat that it has to like disappear. I'd get sore throats all the time. Or um, like, there would be so many things like where people would actually tell me to shut up. Mm -hmm. Um, Like When I was a teenager, um, I was in relationships where people would tell me to shut up when I sang. They'd be like, don't, um, don't ever sing um in front of me.
1: Jeez. And I'll be
2: like, and because I was influential and I'm a teenager and I, you know, I was like, okay, sure.
1: Yeah, they must be right, you know.
2: Yeah, they must be right. And so I just want to encourage anyone, you know, who's listening, like whatever if that's happening to you where there's an area where someone is particularly attacking that area of you or putting you down about it that's probably a, a really glorious place that the Lord has is using you. Yes. And like, that's what he'll use. And so maybe he's like pointing out to you, that is the area I, I need you to speak into. or I need you to move into. And it's like, that's how God is using even a mean person to highlight what God needs you to do. Yeah.
1: That is a big deal. Gracie, what you just talked about, because, um, that let that be an encouragement to whoever's listening to this yes. is look at some areas of your life where you're really feeling under attack right mm-hmm. now, and maybe they've been some that have been like perpetually under attack yes. over the course yes. of many years, okay look at those Satan can see in the spirit better than we can, which is annoying it like i'm I'm gonna be honest it is very annoying uh because he's the worst um uh, but um he can see what God is doing in your life better than we can often, which is also annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if there are any areas in your life that are under attack right now, that's a good indicator that that's actually a source of strength. And that's an area that God has actually um, designed you to shine in. So for me, a big area that I got attacked in um, was... Uh, my confidence and um, and as a result and and just rejection and as a result I am a born leader I am a natural leader I can recognize that but for um, you know before I was really walking with the Lord I was incredibly shy and constantly felt rejection from people and um, I actually realized once I came to know the Lord and he began to minister those things to me like all of a sudden it was like this switch for me. And all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I'm actually an extrovert, you know, and I'm very social. And, um, and so I realized that. And then also I'm a great unifier. Like I love, Uh I love unity and I love people, but that was one of the areas I got attacked. And it was like, keep Jeff subdued, keep him in the corner, quiet, and get him believing that nobody cares about him or wants to hear what he has to say. And so for you, Gracie, it was similar in that, nope, keep Gracie quiet. Don't get her to speak. Keep her to keep her mouth shut. Let's get her to... That's the goal.
2: We have to keep her mouth shut. Um, and, yeah. and also, I think it's something there are other ways it wasn't always people because I, I have been very encouraged as well so like on the flip side people are like you should sing you should but I'd already had these lies that I was believing so I was like I'm not a good singer I just oh, I just really can't sing and um you know I was I was affirming the lies and part and building it even creating more struggle um but but also it's just like the lies that we're believing about ourselves have such power. And so I just think it's like, it's just to record, like you said, to recognize that what lies are you believing? And just right now, like as we are speaking, write them down, what lies am I believing? Like action it because it can just be done right now. Mm -hmm. And then you start saying the opposite. So like, Jeff, you're a great communicator. You're a fantastic networker. You are born to be a leader. You're <laughs> incredible at this, you know, like, and start, and really start affirming ourselves to ourselves. Yeah. And, I, and after this happened to me, um, you know, with the self-hatred, basically, it was desperately self-hatred. I mean, I really tried to hate myself as much as I possibly could. And I would... So on um, the opposite one day I wasn't even that close to Jesus but I realized this is going so bad like I was I was basically dying like I had hated myself so much that I was laying in bed and I couldn't move and I started to go blind and I couldn't feel my arms or hands and I lived on my own and I couldn't get out of bed and I knew if I got out of bed, I would kill myself because I, I was so desperate. And I went to the hospital and the doctors and I said, hey, I am so sad. I don't know how to cope with it, but I'm coming to tell you so that I'm accountable to someone because I feel like I want to kill myself. They would not, and I didn't get any help, no help whatsoever. Um, and I had insomnia, so I couldn't sleep at all, so I was just awake in my own brain, which was self-hatred, losing all power, because I'd been talking self-hate over Yeah, me. it's
1: like a living hell almost, you know? Well, just...
2: it perpetuates, and yeah. and and so that then, there was just like this moment, like, okay, if you don't change this, you are gonna die, and then you'll never know. You'll never know if it was gonna be okay. So, I think it was like I had enough energy To get out of bed and I wrote on my mirror with such pain and like like resentment. I love you. I love you. And I just and I'd stand there and I'd be like, I love you. I love you. And I'd be so cross with myself. (laughs) And I kept saying it until I started to believe Mm. that I loved myself. And now obviously that's very hum that's very worldly as well you know because I I hadn't invited Jesus in but it was a really good start and that that was a that was a I guess it was just like I understood that unless I make the choice even if God crashes in I still have to make the choice I still have to make the choice to continue to say good things when bad things happen Mm -hmm. I could have to keep saying God is good even if my life is falling apart. I, I have to keep saying, it's not God, is not bad, because my life isn't working out. It's usually down to me that something I'm doing, or do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when I think of like all the things I went through and how God used it for good, eventually, and, that, and there's a trick here, of not being resentful that it took so long, okay, because yeah. sometimes it takes a long time, yeah, my mine was nineteen years, and um, and so I had to then just be like, "Lord, I am not resentful hmm. that it took nineteen years, and it took that person two years, or whatever it was yeah day like, hey, you know. Uh-huh oh and and then I was like now with everything I know about self-hatred suicide I mean I did try and take my life and um it didn't work so that was pretty disappointing at the time but I was very grateful and the thing is is when you do something like that everyone thinks you're crazy so don't do that, anybody. <laughs> Everyone suddenly goes, "They're crazy." You just go into like lockdown mode, and people have to like watch you, and it's weird. And you're not crazy; you're just unhappy, and you don't have Jesus in you, and you're struggling, and you just really need someone to come and start taking authority over the weird stuff. But what I was, what I saw was, oh, everything the enemy sent to me now. I have authority over because I've overcome it. Now, Lord, you could send these people with this long list. And now I understand it. So now I can speak from a place of understanding your pain, understanding Mm. I understand what it's like to not want to live in this world.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: That's okay. But Jesus will give you purpose. He will give you life. He will give you restoration. He will restore a broken heart. He will give you hope.
1: Yeah. Gracie. If you, I think this is actually, this question is going to really, in your answer specifically, is going to bring a lot of healing and direction to other people. Um, If you, if the Lord allowed you to go back in time and talk to Gracie at the height of you going through that, what would you say to younger Gracie? Or what would you do? Maybe it doesn't even have to be say, but yeah,
2: Jesus was talking to me. What's that? If if Jesus was talking to me directly,
1: or 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 if if well, more more specifically, now that you have this revelation, what would you say to your younger self? Like if if God was like, okay, now check this out, we're going back in time, and here's you. Yeah, what would you say? What would you do?
2: That is a million dollar question, Jeff. Yeah,
1: like,
2: yeah. I mean, I For think a hug maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is why I I would find it difficult. Is like a lot of things were said to me that were lovely by people I loved, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't receive it. So that was that's the. Barry, that's the big yep, word. I get that. Everybody. So it's I like, if I was to talk to me and I'm like, would I even receive it? Because mm. that was the biggest point. I probably would say um, some, you know, something biblical, um, like peace be still, mm. like I'm with you. And then I would have commanded all the Demonic stuff operating in me and around me to go. I would have given myself a deliverance. That's what.
1: Yeah, I maybe that was it. Yeah, That's
2: what I would have done because, it's, in fact, when that happened, then I started to see. I started to see stuff. I started to be like, "Wow!" Like I really held my heart like stone, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to not because I had been in that habit. To protect myself from people for such a long time you know until i was delivered it didn't come overnight but that's when i kind of started to feel like Mm oh you know i've i feel again i
1: feel something Uh uh-huh yeah um more on the subject of what we were talking about with um Areas where we feel attacked in, right? Mm-hmm. And and those actually being good indicators of things that are actually areas that God desires to, to actually be used as strengths in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my sister wouldn't mind me sharing this story. Um, she did something really cool with my niece, her daughter. I think she was six at the time, like really little. And she was teaching her to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. And she sat there. And my, my niece, um, the one particularly that, that she did this exercise with has the most tender heart. Um, and I, she's, she's a giver. She loves baking things for people and making people cards. I have like Mm -hmm. tons of her artwork and cards on my fridge. I call it her art gallery. Like it's got all these. Yeah. Um, but, she they sat down together and she said, We are gonna listen to God and we're gonna have God speak to us and He's gonna tell you something about yourself. Yeah. And they're sitting there wow. and she goes, and for a little bit, just in silence. She goes, Okay, what did God say? And she said, wow. God told me that He loves my tender heart.
2: Wow. And
1: it was just like that affirmation from God about it. She's six years old, you know, oh. like little. Um, and God spoke that to her. And so my encouragement to people is mm-hmm. to go and do the same. Exactly. Um, because God will affirm you, you're his child. Yes. He will affirm you. And, um, praise Jesus, man. Yeah. So that's a big deal, you guys, and write those things down. Don't just let it sit here. Cause you may feel good for a moment. It is so important to write. That's why I say, even when you get prophetic words, write those prophetic words yeah. down. War over those prophecies made over you, like it says in Timothy. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You need you need to be a good steward with those words because God, guys, like God rebuked me. Mm-hmm. Like He's rebuked me over that, and it's always a, it. It's never this like I'm so angry at you, but it would for me even with with areas where I was feeling frustrated in. I would get a prophetic word and it would speak directly to that thing. And for a moment I would feel like, Oh man, I feel good. Okay. God, thank you so much. And then I wouldn't write it down. I wouldn't put it in a place where I could access those things. And then I would fall right back into those very same frustrations or hurts or whatever. And finally I was sitting there, I was just like praying about it. My God, this thing, Praying about this thing. And he goes, Jeff, why won't you listen to me? And I was like, Uh and then he showed me all these prophetic words. And reminded me of all these prophetic words that I had not held on to or things he had spoken to me directly in my times with him. And and he's like, I'm trying to help you with this, but you will not listen. And I was like, Oh man, (laughs) just like this, like, Oh, guys take some time with the Lord. Like God wants to speak to his people. Mm. And so if there's any blockage in that, Lord, we just break that in yes. the name of Jesus. You, Jesus. We thank you for your voice. Thank we you, thank you that you speak to your people.
2: Thank you, Jesus. And
1: that you edify the body of Christ mm. to operate in its fullness. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, for your voice. I thank you that you're speaking to people, even now. Yes, thank Get a pen and paper, bust out your notepad on your phone, whatever it is. Thank you. Jesus. Start writing that stuff down.
2: Thank yeah. you. That's so powerful. And um, what you shared about your niece is is exactly it. Like, we need to go to God, to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, all three, to give our kids words, pictures, expressions sent you know just the experience of heaven of of the throne room instead of it being always from us like if we say hey let's just sit and actually we do this with kids Jeff, and we do this um in workshops when we when when i do workshops with the books and it's so cool because you couldn't have said that like you couldn't have made some of that stuff up you know (laughs) like when people um, I do this workshop sometimes uh, like a creative writing workshop with kids and um, it's like undercover like they don't know it's all gonna happen like work like this you know and I just I play some of my music in the background or whatever I've pra- played some of my music because I felt God was using it to break off lies of people Um, not just like promoting my music um mm-hmm. And um, and then I'd say, you know, we get some, um, you know, paints and crayons out. And then i just say, you know, could you draw what you feel through this music? And every so, time there'll be such a powerful picture. And then they'll share it and I'll see what is going on in their lives prophetically. What the enemy is doing and then how God will resolve it. It's like every time. and i'm like this is amazing and then then, so we get to pray over that picture affirm agree with what god is doing co-labor with him in this for this child and recognize like, wow, there
0: is a struggle. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today.
2: You, you do not like with them or whatever the struggle is kind of thing. So then in my personal time, I can pray for those kids.
1: Mm, so cool.
2: So now I'm responsible because you know what I'm saying? And mm. anyway, so just you're
1: your sister is amazing that
2: is just yeah way to go jen
1: way to go go jen um so let's let's talk about um because another thing we talked about was about success oh yeah and wow this is a big one one. like like how do we measure success because you know i've looked at different times of my life and felt an immense degree of failure even when i felt like i was supposed to go into that season Mm -hmm. or that area or whatever um led by the lord but yeah so let's let's talk about that like how Mm -hmm. how does god measure success versus how we do because if i measure success by myself like i mean that's like depression that's a fast track to depression you know
2: amazing you know because the world has built up a way success should look you know right if you're married you know then you have a house and you have kids and it's built this whole way that success looks the bigger your house the bigger your success the better your car the more holidays you go on i that is just just i don't believe that jesus works like that that's yeah, bonkers he, you know he he hadn't He just he came with nothing. He's like sell everything, and and come and follow me. Mm. You know to to the rich young man, sell everything, and come and follow me. Not oh yes, well done, my son. You've got the biggest house. Congratulations. I'm I'm very
1: impressed. Yeah,
2: (laughs) but you've been horrible to everybody. You know. Uh Um, I mean, I'm not God, so I I don't really know like the 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 answer to that obviously but i think when you look at jesus's life and just everything he did like everything (laughs) like his ministry was three years
1: and then what he did in those three years right it's wild yeah
2: and then you know God speaks, you know, over him, like, listen to my son, who I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. I am well pleased. And this is, but you see his, this is his life and he's done all these things. That's the moment that God says, listen to him. I'm well pleased. So that's a moment when we see God saying, I'm well, I'm pleased. I think that's pretty successful. (laughs) Like that's a good, like the father of the heaven now says, I'm well pleased. I mean, that's pretty cool. I think it's about obedience Mm
0: -hmm.
2: to the Father and keeping your heart right.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with money or stuff or holidays. I mean, and I think even, you know, when you're like thinking about souls, like saving souls, and actually recently I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself I'm like, Lord, I'm not saving enough souls. I'm like, I feel like that's really important to you. Like, that people don't go to hell. Like, that is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like that is a form of like success with God. Like, how many souls you bring to heaven,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm
2: sure, he's. But then I don't want to put this pressure on myself. Like, if I don't do that then God is going to be disappointed with me or ashamed of me because then that's connecting with how the world would judge you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I you know, know
1: exactly what you're saying, yeah.
2: So it's like holding these things in our hands of like, God has asked us to go heal sick, feed the poor, um, cast out demons. Those are things he's asked us to do. I think if we're living in that, that's a very good place to be Mm. if we are close but but we have to be close to the father because we can do all those things in his name and not know him Mm. and he says hey i didn't even know you what do you you know so it's i think yeah I'm, i'm kind of waffling but i i guess i'm just coming to that point of like we hold all these things and it's like tell me what you feel successes in the kingdom
1: i think well first off you hit on a big one which is obedience mm-hmm. never discount your yes to god and i think that for me it's been a long journey gracie of like really weeding out that worldly definition of success you know where it's mm-hmm. like okay okay so i'm going to start elijah fire all right you know and even though i could tell you on I, like i could tell you I'm not expecting a million views, but then there's always a part of you that goes, yeah, but like that is success. Like, like I want the show to be successful. I want this to be successful. I want it to, to succeed in this way or that way, but never discount your yes to God. Like in a world full of people that say no to God or God bless my idea, bless this thing I'm doing. Um, you know, uh, a, a, or they 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 work it up in their mind or they 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 twist things so that they're convinced that they're serving God when they're really serving themselves sure. and I've been there done that okay I've done that as well um but what's interesting Gracie is is um I was talking to well I was I, I was filling out something where I had to like you have to come up with like those security questions yeah um and I was One of them was when, what month did you meet your spouse? And I was like, what month did I meet my spouse? And I remember Lauren and I way back in the summer of 2008, we met, that's when we met and, and we started talking on Facebook. And so I had to go all the way back to our first message, my very first message to her And, um, she had asked, so we, you know, we were both in YWAM youth with a mission. So we're in missions and, and, um, the entry-level school is a discipleship training school or a DTS as we call it. So it's three months of training, uh, lecture phase, and then it's two to three months of outreach in a foreign country. And so she was getting ready to do another staff, another DTS. And I had just gotten done. And so I was, um, So she she was getting ready to do DTS and I had just come back from, I just come back from India. And so she had asked me, she was like, Hey, can I just ask you, cause I'm getting ready for another DTS and I'm kind of just, you know, feeling a little, I'm feeling things right now. Why do you love DTS? Why do you like staffing DTS? And so it's interesting. I literally just read my response today and it was, I was thinking about when I was talking to her, I was thinking about how, when you go to a foreign country and you're going in, you're serving people and you're preaching the gospel, you change so much. And we always would joke and say, you change more than the people you're going there to like impact. <laughs> and it's true. Like when you do serve and you're doing things that are selfless and you're denying yourself, you're getting out of your comfort zone, you change a lot. And so I told her, I said, I love seeing people come alive and come into alignment with who God says they're they good. are and there's oh. a moment where they actually start to believe it. And that <laughs> comes through obedience. Like those people prayed, right? Those, these kids, these young kids, teenage, uh, you know, like people that are still like 18, 19, early twenties. <laughs> they say yes to God yeah. and they go. And, and then all of a sudden God transforms them. Yeah. And obviously people are being impacted in these countries they are going to absolutely, you know, but, um, I just think so often we get into this really binary mode of thinking where it's like pass or fail
0: and, yeah.
1: and, and there's a pass and it's devastating yeah. and um, or there's a fail and it's devastating or there's a pass and it's this unrealistic um, goal that no one can, no one can achieve. And, or it's like a carrot dangling on a string in front of us and we can and never reach good. it. And yeah.
2: Good. yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say yeah obedience is a huge thing
2: yeah yeah because i mean at the end of the day like who cares (laughs) like this life is so short it's just passing it's just so short it's gonna go it is going fast Mm -hmm. i i mean who cares as in like there's going to be so many people that we have touched along the way by doing just the tiniest things that weren't even obvious to us that change somebody's life. Cause we walk in and carry the presence of God. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. you know, like I was in the supermarket, um, like a month or so ago, and this woman, she had, um, just like a brace on and her neck was, you know, just, and I kind of, it was like a really obvious one as, as in I wanted to ask if she wanted he- to be healed And, um, but I also felt like that she was embarrassed. So I I was thinking of the things and I was just like, crazy, just be quiet and just ask her if she would like to be healed. Because even if she says no, I'm sure she does. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she doesn't want to wear this whole thing. She's embarrassed.
1: So yeah.
2: It was so uncomfortable. It looked horribly uncomfortable. She was older and I just said, I said, how did it happen how did this happen to your body? And she started telling me and I said, Would you like to be healed? And she said, Yes, I would. I said, Well, can I pray for you? And she just started crying. Mm. She was like, Thank you for stopping and just asking me. And I was like, uh. well, can- can I pray for you now? Because you know how people say yes, and they're like me, like later on when you're home, at no, not
1: in I front of that. people, yeah. <laughs> like not mm-hmm.
2: later. And so I prayed for her very short because you know it's like we're still the food is going through, and um and I yeah I just just prayed for her, and she was like that just means so much to my heart. Mm. Now she wasn't healed on the spot, um, but her heart was. Healed, or her heart was moved, or and I'm like, ah, oh. so that made my whole shopping experience way more beautiful than just going uh-huh. like, to get like, you know, milk or whatever mm-hmm. you know, groceries. Yep. And like, and I think we have those wonderful opportunities, um which I would say is like a a, a nice successful day. I guess mm-hmm. like you know when you're looking at your day and you're like, how can I give today for the kingdom of God for God to be seen for his love and kindness to be to be felt by somebody who doesn't deserve it, who doesn't know who Jesus is or who's feeling just utterly awful about themselves. How can I just say, hey, you have a beautiful spirit? Mm. And they're like, what? <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, you just have a beautiful spirit. Mm. And calling people higher. I'm not saying like... Um, Lying, you have to connect. Your heart has to connect with what you're saying. Right. Otherwise, it's just flattery. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But I, um, I used to be very intentional and ask God every day to use me like that,
0: mm-hmm. because
2: therefore I'm just pliable. I, well, let's move. You know, I'm like, okay, if I have to drop work today, that's okay. It's not my work anyway. It's His work. He is mm-hmm. yeah. in charge of my business.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really good.
2: And I think it's easy to come out of that too. Like I wouldn't say I'm always in that at all. Like I'm very like, okay, I've got to get things done. I've got to go to work. I've got to get, brother. and I'm like, hang on a second. And me and my husband have just been doing this recently, actually, we're completely honestly saying that, you know, we've gone, hang on a second. Have we been going, Father God, this is our business. This is our day. This is our time. This is our, like, everything, like, listing every single part of what is our family and laying it at his feet daily and, and then asking him, Lord, what would you like us to pick up today? Because mm. you know what awesome. the things we have to do, but you might not want us to pick any of this up. You might want us to go and speak, go for a walk and pray for someone on the walk, you know, or how, you know how that goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah. Think- yeah. Well, Gracie, um, the other thing that I was, oh, actually you are going to say, so I think you started saying something.
2: No, you go, you go, you, okay. you go. Um,
1: I, I, I've, I actually really feel like this is for someone, you're not always going to feel, you know, talking about success mm-hmm. with God, right? Um, what actually is success? You're not always going to feel done. Yeah. You're not always gonna feel like, okay, yeah, God, I na- I nailed this. We had a little, we had a little touch and go at first, but we yeah. I nailed this. A lot of times when God moves me on from somewhere, I don't feel that way. I'm like, I all I see in the moment, or I, I wouldn't say this is I, I don't want to say I don't want to speak ill of myself and say that I've done that a hundred percent of the time where I'm like always feeling dissatisfied, but there have been many times where you look at it and you go, I could have done this better. I could have done this better. I got, are you sure it's time to go? It doesn't feel like it's time to go because, um, and then you realize you go into the next thing. And if you're so focused on what you're doing wrong, you're going to miss all Mm -hmm. the areas that God has improved Mm -hmm. and strengthened you Mm -hmm. and all the areas, quite honestly, that you glorified him. Yeah. Maybe you didn't lead someone to the Lord, but there are other areas that you did succeed in. And, um, I think that's really important. Because especially as people are in transition, you know, there's a lot of people moving around right now. God is, uh, you know, removing people and putting people in places, yeah. physically moving places. Um, and you're not always going to feel done. You're not going to feel like, well, well you're... done, my good and faithful servant. You know, you're not going to be like, yeah, that's the award I would give myself God. Cause I, I did so well, you know, um, a lot of times I don't feel that way. Um, and, and then it's in those next seasons where you begin to see, wow, I did learn a lot. Wow. I did learn a lot. Yeah. And then like, I wouldn't have been able to do the thing I'm doing now if I hadn't done yes. X, Y, and X, Y, and Z as the English say, there you go. Um,
0: yeah.
1: And um, I think that's really important. You guys.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I also just want to um, break off the spirit of perfectionism mm-hmm. over everyone listening in Jesus name, mm-hmm. that that has such a, a stronghold on us. To move forward, just um, freely because um, it's not about perfectionism. It's just about being obedient, hearing God's foot, being close to Father God. You know, and um, I can see like some of Steve' messages come up, and he's just qu- quoting scripture, and it's like it's all in the Word. It's all in His Word, His living Word. You know, and I think if we just if we keep this close like this close to our hearts and our relationship with jesus then we're going to be successful with him you know like i don't like for me that is like a friend of jesus i need to be a friend Mm. um but it's so good mm, and and also just like when I think we put so much pressure on ourselves that God isn't putting on us.
1: No, we really do. Like, I feel like, <laughs>
2: like that God is not putting on us. Really do, do. So we just break off all that pressure yes. in Jesus' name. That Everything that everybody is feeling that's, like, pressuring them and, like, if I should have, could have, would have, past stuff, we just <sighs> blow it away in Jesus' name. And um, can I pray?
1: yeah i would love for father, that yeah. oh,
2: father i yeah. just thank you for every ear every person's eyes just hearing and seeing and just the minds of everybody here father god i thank you um that you are perfect lord that you are a healer that um we can do nothing without you father we are totally um invincible with you lord. like mm-hmm. we just we just we need you we need you father god and so Lord, I just speak love over everybody listening. And I ask, Lord, that you would melt away all the unnecessary um, detachments um, to. Or attachment, sorry, to um, this world, Father, to responsibilities that aren't theirs, Lord Jesus, to just all the things that we say yes to that we haven't actually asked you if it's if it's what you would like us to do, mm-hmm. and Father, I ask that um, today would be a turning point for everybody listening, that um, that we would just come back and surrender all to you, every part of our thinking and day and our hearts and our family and our work and our travels, Lord, and that you would breathe new life over it, Father God, that you would breathe afresh on what you want us to pick up and take forward and who you want us to speak to and pray for and whether we turn left or right and, Father, we would be so sensitive to your presence and your, your whisper, Father, and i know bless everybody with perfect healing in Jesus' name that just went. Anybody that needs healed through brain injury, I just speak healing over you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you would fill them with your power. Father, I pray that your fire would fall upon everybody whoa father god that your fire would come that it would just be in our hearts to burn for you father god that we are not done yet we are not done and so father i thank you for jeff and his team we bless their travels and mm-hmm. um, father god to israel we bless them and we thank you for the fire your fire to fall on them Whoa, through every part of their travels father god and protection over them as they go father god just give them eyes to see and hear what is going on what they need to be aware of father god and just um i speak divine connections for all of you in jesus
1: name
2: mm. amen
1: amen well this was a great way to kick off the weekend yeah don't you it agree amazing. it totally was Um, Gracie how can people get your books how can they follow you
2: thanks guys you can go to MissWritePublishing.com or um, GracieWrite.com and we've got loads of lovely children's books that are just going to affirm your kids and Sunday school curriculums that are just um, really helping kids to hear the Holy Spirit. And then I'm on Spotify at Gracie Wright, and you can soak in some of the music that I felt the Lord gave me about breaking off lies and and um, just going deeper with the Lord. And if you need any prayer, like I've said, I've had so many lovely emails from people. So please just um, keep emailing and and I will pray for you.
1: Awesome. Gracie, thank you so much. This was so good. So ben,
2: good. Thanks, Jeff.
1: Yeah. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you one last time live on, actually it's not even live guys. I just, I just blew the whistle on uh Monday's episode. It is is pre-recorded in the morning, but it's Cindy McGill, but I'm doing in the morning on Monday. So it is fresh. It'll be the real date and everything. I promise. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. You guys are going to be talking about, can God read tattoos? Like what in the world is that about? So uh meet, meeting random people on the street and doing tattoo readings and all that kind of crazy stuff. Like can God speak through that? You know, kinda of like what we're talking about today, Gracie, but can God use everything? Yes. So it's gonna be a great episode, you guys. Cindy McGill on Monday, two p.m. Pacific time, five PM Eastern Time. Uh also elijahfire.com slash donate is how you donate. All proceeds go towards keeping this thing at free or normally free next next week and the week after are gonna be three days a week. Um, But then we take a portion of every donation and we funnel it into our water well efforts over in Uganda, partnering with Show Mercy International. So God bless you guys. And we'll see you on Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Cindy McGill. Okay,
0: bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening.